Hey everybody, it's Humphreys. Welcome to the Flalilonga podcast. We hope by the end of this presentation, you'll be encouraged to take your next right step in your walk with Jesus. Enjoy. Hi, my name's Kate. Uh, I'm on staff here at Flood. I'm married to Humphreys and the mother of one baby girl, Tembi. Uh, it's my privilege to bring the word to you today. We're in a series at the moment that's called You Are Not Alone in This. We're looking at the letter from Peter to exiled believers who are facing great persecution. The bottom line of our series is that uh, our temporary sadness will be overshadowed by the permanent joy that God holds for us. Uh, and we're going to talk today about how uh, what what is familiar to us can be very, very comfortable, but what God uses to grow us is always godly. So let's read uh, chapter 1, verses 14 to 16. It says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. <coughs> A saying I've always struggled with is the saying, just be yourself. I think it's used sometimes when we're trying to decide uh, our mannerisms. I find whenever uh, we're about to press record on something like this, I think, how do I act? How do I be? And somebody might say to me, just be yourself. Use the mannerisms that you usually use. Uh, I think we also use it to uh, decide how we should act with moral decisions or with deciding how we should behave. Uh, when we're meeting new people or in a new social situation, we might say, how do I act in this? And somebody will say to you, just be yourself. Uh, and I think it's a saying I really struggle with because I know that there are many times where I have just been myself and I've gossiped or selfishly pursued my own desires at the cost of others or where I've hurt other people. So it's hard for me to say, yes, let me just be myself. But it's something really popular especially in Hollywood today. I read all sorts of quotes from famous people. You've probably heard them say it too. One I read this week uh, from Chris Pratt. He said, just be yourself and forget all the stuff you read in the magazines. Just be yourself. Just being yourself by this definition means living your life how you want to live it, regardless of what other people say. And I want to qualify, I don't think me saying that I don't like the saying just be yourself means that I promote us trying to imitate other people. Sometimes we say just be yourself because we're saying actually you don't need to act or try and be an imitation or a carbon copy of another person because I think it's true that God has shaped us all uniquely and beautifully. But I think as a measure of how we can act and behave and make decisions, just be yourself, is insufficient. And I think this passage uh, has affirmed that for me. If we look in verse 14, Peter wrote, Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. So firstly, he's saying that we lived in ignorance. And to be ignorant means you lack knowledge 
or you lack some form of information. And basically here, what the passage is saying and the exiles Peter was writing to, he was saying that the information that they lacked or the knowledge that they lacked was that of the grace of Jesus that is being received by them. So basically, what Peter is saying here is that they used to live in ignorance. They used to lack the knowledge of the grace of Jesus. And therefore, their evil desires were what drove them. They conformed to their evil desires. When they were just being themselves, they were following their own evil desires that were the result of ignorance. But then what Peter's saying also is that truth has been given to them now. And what counteracts ignorance is truth. When we have truth, we are no longer ignorant. And the truth that removes this ignorance is the hope of the grace of Jesus. And that grace is the one that brings us forgiveness and redemption and the love and union with God. So Peter's saying to them that before they knew the grace of Jesus, they lived in ignorance. How they made decisions before they knew the grace of Jesus were decisions made in ignorance. How they chose to act before they knew the grace of Jesus were actions done in ignorance. How they behaved before they knew the grace of Jesus was behaviour that was ignorant. Who they knew themselves to be, their very identity, before they knew of the grace of Jesus was known in ignorance. And it's the same for us, I think. When we make decisions, if they aren't based in the grace of Jesus, in what Jesus has done for us, we make those decisions based on ignorance. Whether it's our mannerisms or our behaviours or our moral choices or our actions, when we make them on the premise of just be yourself without the knowledge of the grace of Jesus, we run the danger of conforming to the evil desires of our hearts rather than living in the truth of his grace. So essentially, I think Peter is saying here, don't adhere to the saying, just be yourself. Because what is familiar what is comfortable, what is known by you, what has been your previous experience can all be in ignorance if it doesn't include the grace of Jesus. But then he says, do not conform to those evil desires. If we go on to verse 15, he then says, but just as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy Because I am holy. So instead of saying, just be yourself, Peter says, be holy. That seems in some ways to just be a strange, impossible, incredibly other end of the spectrum call. And so it made me question, what does it mean to be holy? What does the word holy mean? And I think the best way to define holy, holy is such a hard word to define the English language falls very short. I think all language falls short 
in defining the word holy. The best term I've heard is set apart. But the best way to define holy is to say that God is holy. The reason God is holy is that no one ever has or ever will exist who is like God. No being, no creation, nothing is ever going to be or ever has been or is like God. Therefore, God is holy. He is set apart. And there's a quote here that Peter makes referring to a passage in Leviticus where God called his people, the Israelites, to be holy. And the context of that passage is he was calling his people to live set apart, live differently from the nations that were surrounding them. So for them, being holy meant refraining from eating some foods that might have been commonly eaten, but eating other foods, refraining from dressing in a certain way, but dressing in other ways. Essentially, it meant to keep God's commandments because that is what set them apart from all of the nations surrounding them. And God's call on them was to live like that in the pursuit of living holy to bring honour to God. But that context is very different from the context of this reference that Peter is making. Because if you read back earlier in the passage, you see that Peter has declared that God's people or we have already been named or called holy. Because of what Christ has done, we are now set apart. We are different. We are holy. So what he's saying here is that we have already received a new identity. And that is the identity of being holy. So we now have to make choices, choose actions, live out behaviours that reflect the identity we've already been given. We're called to change our conduct to fit who we already are. So in another sense, I think you could say that Peter is saying, just be yourself. Because yourself is holy and set apart, redeemed and loved by the grace of Jesus. It's important for us to remember uh, that it's not about who we are. It's not because of what we've done that we can be called holy. And actually, I think sometimes we all have, some people have negative connotations of the word holy because it feels like it's an impossible standard for which we must strive and be judged against. And to some degree that is true, but what uh, this passage is saying is that it isn't true because the grace of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, has given us the identity of being his people of being holy. What's not important is who we are, but whose we are. So you are holy. You are chosen and loved. You are set apart by God, not because of what you've done, but because God has declared that. And what God declares as holy is holy. Uh, And I think one way that's helped me kind of understand this is that my identity, both Humphreys and my identity, uh, changed 
very quickly, uh, just over eight weeks ago when we became parents. Previous to that, we didn't have the identity of being parents and then Tembi entered the world and we became parents. And that identity change meant that we changed how we live. And it would be really strange if we didn't change how we live. If we still went out and moved around freely, leaving baby Tembi at home, it would be strange and neglectful. Uh, if we didn't acknowledge the incredible gift and the incredible blessing that she is in our life, in conversation with people, uh, in how we present ourselves to people, because that's part of the identity we have of being parents, it would be strange. We, didn't, we don't go on living the same way as we did before we had the identity of pa being parents. And I think Peter is challenging his people and he's challenging us that same thing here. We've been given a new identity. So now we need to live differently from how we used to be. We didn't used to be holy. We used to be marred and trapped by sin. But then Jesus offered us redemption and set us apart. We've been given that identity. So therefore now we live differently. So I think this means for us that in these challenging seasons, but also in growing and flourishing seasons, how we decide on how we act, on how we behave, on how we treat other people, on how we speak, on how we share our resources, is to know that who we are already is a holy people people set apart by God so we can act in ways that imitate Jesus that we know will bring God glory and joy because we are already called holy by him so whether you're a student or a parent a neighbor a brother a sister a husband a wife a colleague this week I want you to know that you are holy and set apart already. So how you be those things should be different than if you weren't holy. Because our God is holy. There is no one, there never will be anyone like him. And he has declared us holy. So when we live out as holy people, we bring him glory, we bring him honor. So my challenge for you this week whether you're uh, at home, uh, isolating or moving around, uh, whether you're connecting with other people uh, safely, uh, but physically, or whether you're working online or in a distanced manner, whether you're working on assignments or your job, uh, whether you're serving your family, do it as one who is holy. Do it as one who is loved. Do it as one who has been set apart by the creator God. And sometimes for you that might mean making difficult choices that aren't popular, that go against the flow of other people. Sometimes it will mean being sacrificial. It will almost always mean serving other people. It will mean being generous with your love and your resources. Uh, and it might feel unfamiliar. It might feel uncomfortable at first. 
because it takes time to learn to live in our new identities. Humphreys and I can definitely uh, attest to that. We're learning to adjust to living in the identity of being parents. Not only that, in verse 13, Peter wrote, with minds that are alert and sober, and I think this suggests to us that not only does it take time, it takes intentionality for us to live out this new identity God has given us. It takes time for us to understand and discern God's heart. It takes time for us to know him through prayer. It takes time for us to read his scriptures, to know how we can live out the identity he has given us. So I want to challenge you this week to do that. Spend time with God for you to know how you can live out the identity he's given you of being holy in all that you do this week. Because this week, when you're choosing how to act and how to be, you can just be yourself. But be the yourself that God sees you as, that God has declared holy. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for what your son did on the cross dying and rising again, that we might know you, that we might be loved by you, seen by you, set apart by you, and called holy by you. Help us to live this out, Lord, that we might bring you glory and honour. Amen. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the Flalironge podcast. For more sermons, visit our website at floodchurch.com and don't forget to subscribe to the Flatironga YouTube channel and like our Facebook page. Stay blessed.